You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Let's welcome uh, Pastor Kenzie as he comes. And Pastor Kenzie, thank you for taking time to be with us tonight. We appreciate you. You got your mic already? Got it. Yes, sir. All thank right. You. Thank you, preacher. Thank Amen. You so much. Man. Amen. I appreciate the opportunity to be over here with y'all in the big city. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, you know, uh, I guess y'all are famous for uh, what is it, Rouse Barbecue? And we're famous for speeding tickets. <laughs> Everywhere I go, people say, uh, "Where are you from, preacher?" I said, "Well, I'm from Emporia." And it happened to me yesterday. A lady said, "I got a ticket there one time." Oh, yeah. yeah. Well. Well, I can't help you with that. You know, I was in. I was in court not long ago with a fella, not me, but another guy, and um, Genesis chapter 45 tonight, and uh, I heard him say it was a sailor, a sailor, got, I wasn't with the sailor, but I was there, and a sailor came up, and he told the judge, he said, listen, this place ain't nothing but a speed trap, and the judge did not miss a beat, he said, well, if you wasn't speeding trap, wouldn't have caught you, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. I do appreciate the opportunity to be here, we have, uh, we did have one of our all-day services today, we do not have Sunday school on a day like that. We start at 1030 and just go all day, but it has been a, been a refreshing day for us, and we thank the Lord for the opportunity to go to church and get to be here with you all tonight. Your pastor's been a real blessing, real friend, such a gentleman, and we appreciate the fact that we know he's over here and know you're over here as well. Genesis chapter number 45 tonight. One of my favorite characters, probably my favorite character in all the Bible, is this man Joseph. I really, I really like Joseph. He's a great type of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the fact, uh, well, in many facts, we're not going to preach on that night, so we won't take a lot of time there. But chapter number 45, starting in verse number 16, the Bible said this. It said in the faint, now we're breaking in on this, this account. I'm, a, I'm sure you know it. We're breaking in on this account where Joseph is now going to reveal himself to his brothers. He is, uh, he's toyed with them a little bit. He's, uh, you know, he's messed with them a little bit, considering them to be spies and, and uh, sent them back home and kept one of their brothers and then wanted Benjamin and, He's messed with them a little bit, but it's overcome him now, and he's, he's told them who he is. In verse number 16 of chapter number 45, the Bible said, And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto your brethren, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, laden your beast, and go, and get you unto the land of Canaan, and take your father and your household, and come unto me, and I will give you the goods of the land of Egypt, and ye shall eat of the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded this, do, do ye. Take the wagons out of the land of Egypt and your little ones for your wives, and bring your father and come. And also, also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. And the children of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandments of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the way. To all them he gave each man a change of raiment, verse 22. But to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner 10 asses laden with the good things of Egypt and 10 she asses laden with corn and uh, bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away and they departed and he said unto them, boy, it's a tremendous statement, verse number 24, see that you fall not out by the way. And they went up out of, the, like, out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father. And, he told, and they told him. So now those, those fellers, they, they come back home and 
I, I, I can see, I'm a visual guy, I can, I can see uh, Jacob, Israel, his name the Lord gave him. I can see him as he sits there and he's anticipating, hoping that they'll come back. And uh, as the dust begins to rise, he begins to cast his eye that way and he sees that it is his boys and they, they get there and, and then verse number 27 said, they told him all the words of Joseph. Well, let's read verse 26, I'm sorry. They told him saying, Joseph is yet alive. And he's governor of all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. So they get there and they said, Daddy, you ain't going to believe this. You're not going to believe this, but Joseph's still alive. Now, there had to be a lot of confession going on right there. Uh, having been raised with two brothers, uh, I've done a little confessing myself. It generally went like this. It wasn't my fault. Amen. But verse number 27, the Bible said and told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons, which, Jake, which Joseph had sent carry, to carry him, uh, excuse me, Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. I'd like to key in on that. Let me read verse 28. And Israel said, it's enough. Joseph, my son, is alive. <laughs> excuse me, I will go and see him before I die. I'd like to key in on that phrase tonight for just a few minutes. When the Bible said, in the spirit of Jacob, their father revived. I'd like to preach for just a few minutes. You may have... Maybe you've looked at this before, but if you'll give me your ear for just a few minutes, I'd like to preach on this thought here tonight, Jacob's revival. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to be in this place. We thank you for this pastor and these folks, Lord, that are faithfully serving you here. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd bless them, give them desires of their heart, meet the needs of this church, Lord. Lord, I heard them say they got Mission Sunday coming up. I pray, God, that you'd do something spectacular here at the Victory Baptist Church, and they'd see Lord, you just turn the honey buckets over and, Lord, the gospel would get around the world sounding out from here in Roanoke Rapids. Now, bless us, Lord, as we endeavor to do what you called us to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. That's a very interesting thought right here. The Bible said, in the spirit of Jacob, their father revived. Now, I'm a King James Bible man. Am I in good company right there? I'm not, I don't need to rewrite the Bible, but I'd like to find that word revived for you. It simply means this, he got his breath back. It simply means this, he caught a second wind. It means that, that he was stirred. I would submit to you that I don't know how things are in your world. I don't know how things are in your life. But every once in a while, I need that in my heart. I need revival. I need the breath to be blowed back into me. If I'm not careful, what I will do is I will get my eyes on what's going on around me, and I can plumb get discouraged. Amen. On the ride over here tonight, my, and I don't mean to ruffle any feathers, uh, Brother Kobanak said he has me over here about once every other year, so I guess you'll forget it by this time next year, amen. But my wife was reading something that someone had said about the price of subs at Subway, and my daddy responded and said this, it's because Trump ain't in office, amen. He said, if you get Trump back in there, the price of subs will go down. I guess daddy will be happy then. But nonetheless, can I say I get my eyes on the situation? If I'm not careful, I can get discouraged. Every once in a while, what I need is I need God just to breathe in my area. Could I get an amen right there? Every once in a while, I just need the life breathe back in me. The Bible says here that Jacob, his spirit was revived. Now, you know, Jacob's an interesting man in the Bible. Can I say to you here, he's a man that God has blessed. You and I both know this, that he, God put his hand on Jacob before Jacob was ever born. Matter of fact, the Bible said that the younger would serve, the elder would serve the younger. God had blessed Jacob. I want to say to you tonight that God has blessed me. I want to say to you tonight, God not only blessed Jacob, but God put his hand on Jacob. Have you ever thought about this? Every step 
that Jacob took was a reminder of how God had touched him. Do you remember when Jacob wrestled? Say amen if you remember that. When Jacob wrestled with God, and that night the Lord said, he said, let's go till you bless me, and he touched him, and every time Jacob took a step, he remembered how God had blessed him. You know what God did that night? God changed his name. Aren't you glad for the day that the Lord changed you? Not long ago, I was out knocking on doors, and I was not knocking on this door, and this guy came to the door. And I said to him, I said, how you doing? I'm John Kinsey from Faith Baptist Church. Now, we're on the radio, and we say some things on the radio that we normally wouldn't say in person. So often, I don't say I'm the pastor. I'll say the guy with me is the pastor. Amen. But nonetheless, I said, I'm John Kinsey from Faith Baptist Church. I wonder if you went to church anywhere. And he said, well, I go so-and-so. I said, well, that's great. That's wonderful. Not trying to get you out of your church. But I have this question. Do you know that you're saved? He kind of stumbled around that. I said, well, let me, let me say it like this. Has there ever been a time in your life where God changed you? I read in that Bible right there, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, I'm telling you, I didn't get saved because my daddy is. I didn't get saved because I got baptized. The Lord came in my heart one day and changed my direction. Just like Jacob went from being Jacob, the con man, the solicitor, the cheat, to Israel, the prince of God. That was a good day in my life. Anybody else in this building been saved? That was a good day in my life when the Lord came by my way and changed me. I'm not what I used to be. Thank God. Hey, I got better news than that. I'm not what I'm going to be. This corrupt will put on incorruptible. This mortal will put on immortality. Oh, happy day, happy day when Jesus came by my way. Jacob is a blessed man. Jacob's a touched man. But Jacob was a man that was in need of revival. Can I show you some things? Would it be all right if I did say amen? Can I show you some things? Number one, if you'll take your Bible, and chapter number 41 and verse number 40 or 57 tells us that Jacob is living in a time of famine. You'll notice in chapter number 41 and verse number 57, and all the countries came to Egypt, Joseph, to buy corn because the famine was sore in all the lands. You say, preacher, why is it that Jacob needed revival? Same reason you and I need revival. Jacob is living in a famine. Now, I'm not here to get political with you, but I do believe this. I believe America is under the judgment of God. Now, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm not a young man, not as old as I plan on getting. Not as young as he used to be, but I plan on getting a little older. And I'm telling you, I used to preach this way. God's going to judge America. God's going to judge America. I've tried to stop that. God is judging America. It's not that he's going, and I'm just going to pause and say this. You cannot have homosexuals marching in the street. You cannot kill babies by the million and think God is going to turn a blind eye. God is judging America. We are living in a day of famine, my friend. And I'm not talking about stuff missing on the, on, the, on the grocery store counter. I'm not talking about the gas prices going up. I'm telling you, my dear friend, that this country has rejected God, and God is rejecting this country. Oh, that we would see the God of heaven rend the heavens, as Isaiah said, and send revival to our land again. Right now, we are living in a famine. Do you agree with that? Say amen. It really doesn't matter because it's in the Bible. Amen. But number two, can I say this? None of that. But Jacob has faced trouble. Notice in chapter number 42 and verse 36, the Bible says there, now this is, this is uh, Jacob here is, is given the, given the, his thought on the fact that uh, uh, he thinks that Joseph is dead and now Simeon is in captivity. Don't you notice what the Bible said? And Jacob, their father, said unto them, Me have you bereaved me of my children. Joseph is not and Simeon is not. And you will take Benjamin away. Look what he said. All these things are against me. Jacob is facing trouble. Now I don't know where you're at in your life today, but I know in my life, the older I get, the more trouble becomes a reality to me. I literally believe this. I literally have this thought in my mind, that once my children get grown, 
and they get out of the house, my worries will be over. I have come to find out. I sometimes wish that they were still down the hall in the crib. I see anybody say amen right there. I still, people say, well, I got it all worked out. I know exactly how this thing's going to turn out. If it turns out like you planned, please write a book. I'll buy two copies. I've not yet met anybody that they're playing. I'm telling you, I got trouble. Anybody else here tonight? I, I face trouble every day of my life. I used, to, I used to brag about this. I used to say, nothing keeps me up at night. Now I can barely sleep. I toss and turn. You say, preacher, you're worried? I don't know if it's worry or if it's just the things that wait. I know you say, well, the Bible said be careful for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God with thanksgiving and the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts in mind. I know the Bible says that, but I'm still working on that. I've got trouble in my life. Anybody else in the building like that? You say, preacher, why did Jacob need revival? He's in a famine and he's facing trouble. Can I give you another one? Say amen if I can. Notice number three, Jacob is also discouraged. Now you'll notice chapter number 37 and verse number 35. In this passage of scripture, uh, they they have lied to their daddy. And they have brought back that coat of many colors that they have dipped in that, that lamb's blood. And they said, knowing that it was Joseph's, they said, Daddy, this kind of looks like your boys. Is this his? And Jacob looks at that and he says, chapter number 37, verse number 35, and his sons and daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. He said, I will go down to my grave unto my son in mourning. And thus his father wept for him. Can I tell you why Jacob needed revival? Because he's discouraged. You say, preacher, you ever get discouraged? I sure do. Now, look, I'm telling you, I'm going to be honest with you, as transparent as I can, there are days in my life I get discouraged. I like your pastor every time you talk to him. He's like, how you doing, Brother Kenzie? How you doing? Everything's great. Now, either he's perfect or he's a good fibber, amen. The truth of the matter is we all get discouraged. We all have problems. You say, preacher, why did Jacob need revival? He is facing trouble. He is discouraged. He is living in a famine. I'm telling you, that's right where we live at today. We face anybody with me tonight. We face discouragement. We have troubles. We do not know about tomorrow. There are things that are uncertain in our life. Oh, my friend, it was in that state that Jacob, the Bible said that his spirit was revived in him. You know what I need when I go to church? You know what I need when I pick my Bible up? You know what I need when I go to revival meeting? I need the God of heaven to blow down my way. I need the Lord to say, hey, Brother John, just because you're discouraged, just because it seems like everything is working against you, I want you to know that I can still breathe life down in your soul. I can still stir in the embers once again. Thank God that God is able. Can I get an amen right there? Able to send revival. You say, preacher, what happened? Well, we find here that Jacob is in a mess. Now, I'm a child of God. I know I'm saved. Anybody else in the building saved? Can we stop just a minute and say, thank God for saving me? Am I? I'm telling you what a day that was. I remember it well when the Lord came by my way. In the Satellite Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina, as about a 16-year-old boy with the pastor Jimmy Dillon preached, I walked down an altar and gave my heart and life to God. What a glad day to know that you're saved. I am a child of God. Can I say this to you? The Lord has blessed me. I stand here tonight better off than I've ever been, a whole lot better off than many of my ancestors. God has blessed me. Anybody else been blessed tonight? God has been good to me. The Lord has touched me more than one time. I've been in my prayer closet and I felt the breath of God. Have you, can, can, can we be personal with you now? Have you ever just been riding down the road and the Lord getting the passenger seat? 
I tell you, I've been riding down the road before and the Lord getting the passenger seat and I get happy in Jesus. Y'all do that, don't you? I get the shouting and spit going over the windshield and I look over and somebody looking at me like I lost my mind. You say, preacher, does it bother you not a bit? Because I know that it's real. Amen. I know that it's real. Thank God the Lord has helped me. That man needed revival. Number two, let me show you this right here. You say, preacher, what was the source of that revival? Well, we read it. Here's really my message. We read it right here. The Bible said in verse number 26, in the last phrase, he believed them not. Here it is now, Simeon and, and Reuben and Asher and, and even Benjamin and, and uh, 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 Iskabar and all the rest of them. Uh, they say, Daddy, you ain't going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Daddy, it's going to blow your mind. Daddy, you're not going to believe what we got to tell you. Joseph is alive. Notice the Bible said in verse 26, he didn't believe. Now, he probably had good reason not to believe them. They're a bunch of liars, amen. Said, we don't believe you, boy, we don't believe you. But the Bible said in verse 27 that he saw the wagons. Look at it. And he heard the words. And the Bible said when he saw those wagons and he heard those words, the spirit of Jacob, am I getting it right? Say amen, was revived. I got to think about that, preacher. I got to think about what was it that revived him? What was it that brought life back into this man? Well, notice we're going to stay right in the Bible. The Bible said, and they told him all the words of Joseph. What was it that Joseph said? Well, now, their words are powerful. Words are very powerful. Notice here. Well, notice the words that Jacob said. Notice in chapter number 45. Let's look at what he said. And here's Joseph said in verse number 45, chapter, excuse me, chapter number 45 and verse number 9. The Bible said, Jake, Joseph talking to you, he said, hasten ye and go up unto my father. Now he's fixing to say, you go up to daddy and here's what I want you to tell him. And this is what he heard. He said, hasten now and go up to my father and say unto him, thus thy son Joseph, thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord over all Egypt. What was it that, what was it that Jacob heard that Joseph said? He said, you go tell daddy that God is still in charge. Can I tell you tonight, dear friend, no matter how dark the night, no matter how heavy the load, no matter how deep the valley, I come to tell you tonight that God is still in charge. All those days that Jacob no doubt set and clutched that, that coat of many colors as the lamb's blood had dried on it. And no doubt as he his mind in his own mind he thought about the pain that Joseph must have felt as that wild beast according to him had ripped him apart all those dreams that he had for his boy all those hopes and dreams that he had he thought they were all up in smoke but little did he know that God had a bigger plan can I tell you tonight you might have all kind of trouble you might have all kind of problems but there's a God sitting on a throne that is all that helps my soul I'm beginning to feel like I want to preach now I'm telling you my friend it helps my soul to know that it does not depend on me. It don't depend on you. It don't matter what the ballot box says. It don't matter what the polls say. There's a God in heaven that's sitting on a throne. He's still in charge. You go tell daddy all the dark nights are worth it. All the deep valleys are worth it. All the tears are worth it. God is still in charge. And whenever you understand that, it'll breathe life back into your soul. Whether you are the cemetery or the nursing home, whether you're upside down on your bank account, I'm telling you to know that there's a God that is in charge. I'm glad I'm his young tonight. Aren't you? I'm telling you tonight, God is still in charge. Amen, preacher. Y'all pardon me for a second. Yes, amen. I brought one with me. Thought I'd share it with you. I'm glad to tell you tonight, Jacob's sitting there and they come up to Jacob and they say, Daddy, you ain't gonna believe it. You ain't gonna believe it, Daddy. We, it's hard for us to believe, but Joseph is alive. I don't believe you boys. Well, let me tell you what he said, Daddy. Well, what did he say, Simeon? I'm gonna tell you what he said. He said to tell you that God is still in charge. Oh, that breathe. I'm telling you, breathe's laughing. Does that help anybody in the building tonight? 
God is still in charge. You say, well, I don't know what the next election holds. I tell you who don't need to be elected. It's God. Amen. I, he ain't looking for your, your vote. He don't need your approval. He's sitting on a throne. He's where he's always been in absolute charge of everything. Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you're at tonight, but I come to tell you God's still in charge. You say, preach, I'm about to lose my job. God's still in charge. You say, preach, my marriage is coming apart. God's still in charge. You say, preach, I'm hurting in places that before I didn't even know I had them places. God's still in charge. You say, preach, I ain't got the money to make this month's bill. God's still in charge. Can I tell you, say, preacher, I don't know what to do. God is still in charge. That helps me. Notice the second thing Joseph said. Notice there in chapter number 45 again. And verse number, we'll stay right there in verse number nine. He said, hasten up to my father and say unto him, thus saith the Lord, thy God hath made me Lord in Egypt. Come unto me and tarry not. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen and thou shalt be near unto me. He said, hey, you go tell Hetty, not only is God still in charge, but there's a place for you. Notice what he said right there. There's a, oh, this is good. Now you look at this here. Jacob never thought that he would see Joseph again. And he said, don't you go tell daddy there's a place near me. Can you imagine how that must have felt to that daddy who had thought that his favorite son would never be seen again? The one, you know, you know his, his love of his life, Rachel, only had two children and one of them's Benjamin and in his mind, the other one's dead. He said, you go tell daddy there's a place near me. Can I report to you tonight? There's a place near our Joseph. I, I, we do not serve a God that is off in some distant galaxy or on vacation. I'm telling you, he's near. Have you felt him tonight? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Our God is near. Oh, dear friend. You say, preacher, I just don't know about that because I got problems. Can I tell you? The Bible says that God is nigh to them that be of a broken heart and such it be of a contrite spirit. When you're down and out, when you're troubled, when you're burdened, God is never nearer than he is right then. But I remind you, over there in John chapter number 11, the Bible said that Mary and Martha at their, at their brother Lazarus too, uh, the Bible says that Jesus wept. He didn't weep because Lazarus died. Uh, he didn't weep because Lazarus was gone. He wept because he saw the sorrow of Mary and Martha. I want to tell you tonight, you say, preacher, you just don't know the burden I'm carrying. I may not, and i got to be honest with you. Sometimes people begin to, uh, uh, not our church folk, but other folk want to come by and load me down their burden. Uh, and I go home and say, Molly, I ain't got no help for them. Uh, I don't know what to tell them. I'll be honest, I, I'm tired of hearing it. But there's one that never tires of hearing your trouble. I I'm telling you, there's one. Hallelujah, preacher. There's one tonight that never troubled. I never tired of hearing your burdens. He's never closer than when you're in trouble. Could I get an amen right there? Have you ever, have you ever been in the darkness of the night and found that there was one that was right there beside you? There was one that cared when nobody else cared. Would you help the preacher and say amen? I'm telling you, he cares. Amen. He said, you go tell daddy. There's somebody here's place near me. Oh, oh, I can stop right here and tell you. Now, I, I don't mean to be personal with you, but I could I be personal with you? I could tell you the times that the Lord has just showed up in my life. Now, many of you know our story. Many of you know that my, my, now Miss Molly and I have been married about 10 years, and uh, God sent revival her way about 10 years ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. A mission project, I heard that, amen. <laughs> but can I say to you, I, before that, you know, I was married, and my wife got sick, and subsequently she died. And I remember one time uh, she's fixing to have her leg amputated, and we was on the 11th floor of the, uh, the MCV hospital up in, in Richmond, Virginia. And we was all by ourselves. 
My mom and daddy was in Africa on the mission field. My brother Buster was traveling the roads. He was going to get there, but he wasn't there then. My brother Frank was in missionary, uh, missionary work down in Costa Rica. I was by myself on the 11th floor. I remember I walked down in that hall and looked over. And you, now, they've changed it now, but at that time, the 11th floor was a vascular floor. I walked down in that hall and looked down on I-95 and I thought to myself, there ain't nobody that cares. I, now you say, preacher, did you know people? I knew they cared, but you know how it is in the weight of the moment. Could I get an amen right there? I said, ain't nobody that cares. I made my way back to that room and Miss Linda's in that room and she, she was devastated. I was devastated. She said, hey, you ain't gonna believe what happened. I said, what in the world happened? She said, the nurse, the nurse now, the nurse, I wrote us a little note and gave us a check for a few dollars. I began to say amen. I began to say praise the Lord. The Lord just came by that way and let me know you feel like you're alone but you're not. Can I tell you tonight would it be alright if I tell you tonight you may feel alone but you're not. Would it be alright if I tell you tonight there's a place by the Lord. Could I get an amen right there? He does care. He said you go tell daddy there's a place by me. Oh you say preacher you don't know the load I'm carrying. I'll be honest with you. I talk to people from time to time and I'm glad God doesn't put on me what he puts on them. But I'm telling you, I might not have the answer. And your pastor's a wise man. Your pastor's a very wise man, a very, a very astute man, a very talented man. But he might not have the answer. But there's one. There's one that will never forsake you. Could I get an amen right there? I've been young and now I'm old. I've not yet seen the righteous forsaken. No seat begging for bread. God will always be there. Oh, it sends revival to Jacob's soul when he hears the words of Joseph. Can I give you this right here? Notice chapter number 45 again. And verse number nine, he said, go up and tell my father and say to him, thy, thy son Joseph, God has made me Lord in all of Egypt. Not only is God in charge, not only is there a place by me, but can I say also he said this, he said, you ain't got to worry about nothing else. I'm going to take care of everything you need. Chapter number 45 and verse 11, I will nourish thee. I will give thee five, yet there yet five years of famine, thou shalt thy whole soul, and they shall not come to poverty. He said, Dave, you come down here, I'm going to give you everything you need. Now, I don't have everything you need, but I know one that does. I, don't, I can't supply your need. Matter of fact, I don't know if I can give you enough gas money to get home, but I know one that can meet your need. It goes deeper than fuel, goes deeper than groceries. God is able to meet your need. You say, preacher, what revived him? Them words revived him. If I can ever get a hold of them words, they'll revive me. Number two, would it be all right if I give you nothing? Oh, we'll vote. We'll wait on a vote. It'd be all right if I give you nothing? Do like we do at my house. When the kids were young, there was, we had two girls. And we'd vote, and their votes counted for one, and mine counted for nine. Amen. Hey, man, I figured I was buying the groceries. I ought to be have more of a vote. Say amen. <laughs> they didn't like it then. They don't like it now. My vote counts for 50 now because they're starting to have youngins. <laughs> notice this. Not only, not only we sing the words, but notice this. I heard the words. Verse 27. And they told him all the words of Jake, Joseph, which he had said in them, and when he saw the wagons. He said, them words are pretty good, and then now, I'm a visual guy. I told you that a moment ago. But I can see Jacob. I can see him peering out the window. And he heard, he heard, maybe, maybe he heard the stirring of that livestock out there. Maybe he heard, the, maybe he heard the, the wagons as they rocked back and forth. And he looked out the window and he said, what's that out there? So them the wagons, Jacob, Joseph said. The Bible, the Bible, I didn't make this up. The Bible said. And when he saw the wagons, which Joseph had sent, carry him, his spirit of Jacob, their father was revived. Can I say this? He saw them wagons. I began to think about that. I wonder what was on them wagons. You know, a couple of years ago, me and my wife, we, we took a trip out to North Dakota. We had a girl in a church. She went to Bible school out there. And I told her, I said, listen, if you graduate, and I figured she would, I said, we'll ride out there and see you graduate. 
So she did, so we did. We rode out there, and uh, uh, we, you know, we made a few stops on the way. We bought some pizza in Chicago, say amen right there. And then we went out to the Mall of America, say amen right there. And then we stopped at a few Bass Pro Shops, say amen, amen, amen right there. And we had a good old time. We rode out there, and uh, we went out there. We went out there to where uh, Laura Ingalls, we went out, my wife's always been a, uh, 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 what is that program? What is it? Uh, the, a little house on the prairie. That's what it is. I wouldn't want y'all to think I knew it, praise God. <laughs> I mean, I want to keep my manhood in check, you understand? We went out there and we saw all that. So we saw them wagon ruts, you know, where they made their way out there and those things are still there. Now, what's in them wagons? Look here, look here what's in them wagons. I'm going to show you something. Bible said, he said right here, I'm going to get to you, verse number 23. Bible said right here, and his father, he sent out to this man. Now, you'll read right there in verse 21, and the Bible said he gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh. and gave them provisions, by the way. He gave each man a raiment, and you read on. We won't take time to do that. Verse 23, and he sent out to this man. Here's what's in the wagons. Notice he said, laid with the good things of Egypt. He looked out there, and he said, what's in them wagons? He said, good things. Now, look, look at it. Does not the Bible, y'all help me out right here. Interactive preaching. Does not the Bible say, when he saw the wagons, his spirit was revived? What was in them wagons? The Bible said the good things of Egypt. I got to think about that. You know, God gives us good things. Amen. 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 Yeah. God don't give us, now I don't mean to offend anybody, but God don't give us dollar quarter, 25 cent tree raise stuff. Amen. I guess when Trump gets back in, it'll go back to Dollar Tree too. Amen. That's what daddy said. But can I say this to you? God don't give us Dollar Tree stuff. He gives us the good things. And you know, I don't know what all was in there. You don't either, but I know this. It was good things. Can I tell you, when I look at the wagons, Brother Jeremy, here's what I see. I see the good thing of grace. Here's what the Bible said. The Bible said, my grace is sufficient. I tell you, we'll never run out of grace. Amen. I tell you, another good thing, mercy. How about this one? Forgiveness. Amen. The Bible said, man, faith, fellow, send it to me this morning, 1 John 1, 9. Do you know it? If we confess our sin, he is what? Faithful and just. That word faithful means to do it every time. Just. He's right and do it to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, when I look at the wagons that the Lord has sent, it revives my soul to know that in them wagons are the grace of God, the mercy of God. Notice this also with me. For time's sake, we don't want to keep it too long now. Bible said right here, Bible said, notice in verse number 23, he said 10 lasses laden with corn and bread. Now notice this, and meat for his father by the way. He looked out there and he said, Jacob, Jacob, here's what Joseph wants us to do now. He wants us to load up. And he wants us to go back down there. Now, they's about to starve. I guess Biden was in charge. He's about to starve. That's what the Bible said. Matter of fact, if we back up a little bit, they went down there and got corn the first time. Is that right? Say amen. And then, and then uh, a little, they eat all that up. And I paraphrase, but Jacob looked at his boys and said, basically says this, are y'all going to sit here and look at each other while we starve? We can go out there and get some more corn. They're about to starve to death. But you'll notice in that verse number 23, he said he's given them enough. For by the way, everything they need from point A to point B. What's in them? I'm going to tell you something, friend. I don't know what you need tonight. I don't know what you need. But I know this on the wagon of God, everything you need to get from point A to point B is there. Say, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I need a little caressing. Anybody ever get discouraged? Could I get an amen? Anybody say, I didn't say amen. Anybody ever lie? Sometimes I feel, I've been, Brother Jeremy mentioned over there at church, I've been over there at church over 20-some years now. 
And you say, preacher, you ever felt like quitting? I sure enough have. But you know what happened? When I get discouraged and get defeated, the Lord come by and caress me. To get me by the way. Sometimes I need a little correcting. You know what's on that wagon? The Lord got enough to get me by the way. I have never, now listen to me. I have never, are you listening? Say amen. I have never found the Lord to come up short. I've come up short. There are a few times in my life where I failed to do what I should have done. There are a few times in my life where I, mis, where I miscalculated something. There are a few times in my life where I thought, well, I'll need this much and I end up needing that much. I've even run over sometimes, but God has never run over and he's never come up short. I'm telling you on those wagons, when Jacob looked at those wagons, the Bible said the spirit of Jacob, are y'all getting anything tonight? Say amen. The spirit of Jacob was revived because on those wagons were just what he needed. Amen. You say, preacher, what? Was it the Jacob revived when he saw those wagons? Let me give you this and I'll be done. Can I say to you tonight, what was the result of that revival? Well, notice in verse number 28. The Bible said, and Israel said, it's enough. Now, he is not saying there. Again, I'm not changing the Bible. But he's not saying there, I quit. I give up. What he's saying is, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. He said, it's enough. Look at it. He says, enough. As a matter of fact, let me just read it to you. He says, it's enough. I, Joseph, my son, is yet. He believed him. He didn't believe him because of what they said. He believed him because he saw the wagons and heard the words. I will now look at it. I'll, I'll read it so I get it wrong. I will go and see him before I die. Can I say this to you? When he got revived and when God sends blessings by your way, when God revives you, you know what it gives? It gives some expectation. Jacob, Joseph right here goes, excuse me, Jacob right here goes from, matter of fact, if you read it, they said Simeon's down there. They're sending Benjamin down there. Joseph is already dead. We read it a minute ago. He said, all these things are against me. He goes from that to expectation. I'm going to tell you what happens to me every once in a while. I'll come in church and I'll be dragging. Matter of fact, I'll be honest with you. I'll get in my prayer closet and I'll be dragging. I feel like I've just, I'm, wasting, I'm beating my head against a wall. I'm wasting my time. It's just nothing. But every once in a while, the Lord will send a revival in my heart. Could I get an amen right there? Every once in a while, God will just breathe in my soul. I like to walk. I know what you're saying. You don't look like it. Can you imagine what I'd look like if I didn't? I love to walk. The reason I like to walk is I like cake. And I love ice cream. And I really love macaroni and cheese. Amen. I heard a preacher tell me one time, I said, that stuff's going to be in heaven. He had too much theology for his own good. And he said, preacher, I'll have you know that the marriage supper of the Lamb, we're going to have exactly what they had at the Last Supper. I said, that might be true, but it's going to taste like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Can I tell you tonight, every once in a while, I'll, I love to walk, and I'll be out walking, and I like to listen. I'll put my earbuds in, and, uh, and I'll put my little, I got my phone in my pocket, you know, and I'll listen to some preaching, or I'll listen to some singing, and I'll be out there walking, and God will just meet with me. Hey. Does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. You know what that does to me, dear friend? It gives me an expectation. Hey. So I look at this world, they ain't, they ain't no, there ain't no, there's, I've I got to be truthful with you. i got three grandchildren, the greatest grandchildren in the world. I know you think yours are, and that's fine, but you ain't met mine. i got wonderful grandchildren. Got, got, you know, Bubba, he's a great little kid, and Luke, man, he's, he's, he's on target. And my little strawberry blonde-headed Sadie Beth, she, just, she makes the world turn around. But you know what? I, I have very little expectation for the world they're growing up in. But every once in a while, God will send breath by me, and he'll say, hey, I saved you, I can save them. I would not suggest to you that I've been used mightily. I would suggest to you that I've fallen far short of what good could have done with me. But I'm going to tell you, he'll say to him every once in a while, I've done a little bit with you. If I can do it with you, 
I can do it with them. And it'll send revival in my soul. I'm telling you, my dear friend, there's an expectation. When we look at what God has done, could I get an amen right there? When we look back, preacher this morning, the church preached on David and Goliath. When we look back at what God has done, we realize if he done it then, he can do it now. If he done it then, he can do it now. And he can do it in the future. There's an expectation. And also, you'll notice this, there's some movement. You'll find if you study your Bible, you'll find if you study your Bible that Abraham went to Egypt. You'll find that he was out of the will of God when he'd done that. You'll find that his son Isaac went to Egypt. You'll find that Isaac was out of the will of God. You'll find that Abraham's grandson Jacob went to Egypt. But you'll find that Jacob is the only one of the three that paused and prayed. And God said, go on down there. Can I tell you what you find when God sends revival in your soul? When you see the wagons that it, y'all, this makes sense to y'all. Can I get an amen right there? You'll find this, that God will lead you and show you things you never thought possible. You read that. I'm not going to take time for time's sake, but you read that. Here's what you'll find out Jacob said. He said to Joseph, I can give you the text. I think I got it wrote down. And he said, yeah, I, I thought I had it wrote down. I probably do have it wrote down. Uh, but I kept my glasses off and I can't even see you right now. Amen. You'll find that Jacob said this. He said, I didn't think to see you again. But you know what he said? Not only have I seen you, but I've seen your seed. I'm going to tell you something, friend. It's not time to quit. Could have get a witness right there. It's not time to give up. What we need to do is maybe peek out the window tonight and see the wagons that God sent by your way. Maybe we need to cup our... Uh, there's, so much, there's so much clutter. Would y'all, just us here tonight, do you agree with this? There's so much clutter in the world today. There's so much rambling. Everybody's got something to tell you. Everybody wants to tell... You know, I don't even watch the news anymore because it's not news, it's commentary. All I want to know is it going to rain tomorrow and who robbed the 7-Eleven. That's all I need to know. So I don't need all that commentary. And you, and you try to listen and all you hear is a bunch of clamber. Maybe tonight what we need to do is cup our ear toward heaven and listen for the words of our Joseph. How he said this, I'm still in control. Everything's still well in hand in the Father's house. Jacob got revived and you and I tonight oh I need it we can also get revived thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids North Carolina led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett for more information about our ministry please visit our website at vbcrr.org may God bless you as you serve him this week